You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And we're back with the fourth episode in our Comedians of OnlyFans series. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back. And special shout out to our new serious listeners. What up, guys? Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. So, Sophia, we have been talking to a lot of out-of-work comedians. That's the whole premise of the series. But I'm sure people have been seeing a ton of celebrities in the news over the past year of the pandemic who have also dipped their toe into OnlyFans. And we should cover some of those folks, yeah? Definitely. I think it could give a little bit of a broader context to the world of OnlyFans and where exactly the comedians we've been talking to fit in and also what the effect is of celebrities joining OnlyFans on the entire culture. Yeah, so let's kick it off with, we're doing bad guys and good guys. Let's start with the villain. A number one, we have the devil herself, (laughs) Bella Thorne. (laughs) Yes, definitely. First off, Bella Thorne, you do not need the money, okay? No, right. Uh, You are a TV and movie star, and if your ass is trying to be making money in the same pool as comedians who literally can't pay their rent, get the fuck out of here. A girl did not know what being a good ally is or participant. Exactly. That's something that I even thought about when starting my own OnlyFans. You know, I was interested, genuinely curious. I'm an exhibitionist. I need the money, though not to the same extent that other people do. So I really had to ask myself some questions about if what I was doing was appropriate, you know, like just checking in with myself and making sure that I wasn't being a shitty person about it because we have seen it time and fucking time again throughout history that a person of privilege will go in and try to quote unquote explore someone else's legitimate livelihood or culture and wind up ruining it and not telling authentic stories. You know, it's not cool to be a tourist. What's hilarious is that's the premise of our whole show. But no, being a tourist in someone's real livelihood in a way that could fuck it up for them sucks and is shitty and is dangerous for sex workers who are out there using OnlyFans because they need the money. Yeah, and not just that, but she was there to basically, in addition to just making that money that she didn't need, she also is going to make a movie about OnlyFans. And that is the ultimate form of tourism, where you come, you prey on the experiences of people in that space, you don't use their voices, but you do take their stories and use them in a movie to further your own career. Yeah, and a thing that maybe everyone doesn't realize is that a few rules were changed because of the impact of having Bella Thorne in that space. So she crashed the site one time. And then if you're a creator, 
a lot of people make the majority of their money, really. I've only done it one time and I made kind of a mint off my one, <laughs> my one time of sending out pay-per-view messages. But most people make a lot of their money doing that. And Bella sent out content that wasn't clear. Like people were confused about whether it was explicit or not. And it wasn't. It was more of like a tease kind of a thing that she sent out. And people got mad. And so they changed the limits of how much you could charge for those messages from like $200 down to, I think it was 50. I'm not 100% sure about that. But I mean, that's a huge difference. Yeah, that's insane. That is, you know, one quarter of what you were making before. That's really, really going to impact a lot of the lives of people for whom sex work is survival. And Bella Thorne is not one of those people. Exactly. That is basically, let's say you're at the end of the month, right? Your rent is due. Normally, you could have sent out a pay-per-view message. Let's say it was pretty spicy. So you're going to charge $200 for it. And you're like, man, I, I only need four of those, right? Mm -hmm. To make the $800 that I need to pay the rest of my rent. Now you have to send out three more of those messages or hope that more people buy them. It just, it fucks with your whole equation. You made it that many times harder for them to do their job and make the amount of money that they need to live. So Bella Thorne, she's at the top of the pile of just celebrities kind of abusing OnlyFans as a platform. Okay, so let's talk about some people that may need the money, though. If the whole thing's a money grab, Sophia, I, I've been thinking it was so interesting to see all the 90-day fiancé people in the news. Yeah, here's the thing. So they kind of are the middle ground between these celebrities who should not be there and, say, comedians or other people who need the money and people who are even more in need, like survival sex workers. But I have to say that 90 Day Fiance people to me get a pass. And as you know, I am quite an expert. I do have 420 Day Fiance, <laughs> my other podcast with uh, Miles Gray about uh, 90 Day Fiance. But yeah, the thing that I know is they make only 1000 or $1,500 per episode. There's only about 16 episodes at most, I think, per season, they're not making a lot of money. And for that, they're trashing and destroying and blowing up their whole life. So they need the money. A lot of them have kids they're not really paying for. None of the dudes have a job. Like, they need this. <laughs> I mean, those motherfuckers can get into the OnlyFans game. They can get into the cameo game. They need the money. Exactly. And what's really shitty is there have been a ton of leaks of 90 Day Fiance stars content, which I'm like, this is not, I don't think leaks are cool anyway, but this is not leaking Bella Thorne or like a Cardi B promo or anything like that. This is leaking someone's legitimate way that they're going to make money. So, you know, when there's whole Reddit groups dedicated to that content, it's like, what the fuck? It's really uncool. I think it's unethical. Any leaking of any kind of anyone's private content is completely unethical. But especially in the case of these people who've literally bared their whole lives for you. And now like you're going to send their content around. That's so uncool. I think people don't think about it all the way because we've gotten some of our fans for 420 Day Fiance DMing us and being like, hey, so-and-so's 
photos uh, from OnlyFans got leaked and I saw them in this Reddit group or in this Facebook group. Do you want to see? And every time we're like politely like, no, thank you, because it's just not right, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, pony up the four ninety nine or the seven ninety nine or whatever if you want to see that shit. Like, it's not for free. It's behind a paywall. That's the whole point. Amen. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the angel baby, Michael B. Jordan, who I think is the king of being a good guy on OnlyFans. This dude, I mean, so fine, so kind. Ooh. What doesn't he do? If you haven't read, Michael B. Jordan started an OnlyFans to fund a barber school. I mean, bless <laughs> his goddamn heart. I saw that and I was like, please don't give me any more reasons to leave my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. What a mensch. <laughs> also, I like how chill he is about being sexy. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a personal. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? He's so chill about it. Oh, yeah. To me, that's like the best. I mean, you're basically doing charity work or like nonprofit work with your celebrity in that case. And he gets the full pass. I think that's such a dope idea to even fund it in that way. It's so cool. And yeah, it honestly warmed my heart. Michael B. Jordan, more like Michael B. Helping. All right, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think we listen. There are celebrities across the whole spectrum from good to bad. And I just think for everyone, including like us, too, it's like everyone needs to analyze their own privilege in relationship to this situation and beyond. But just kind of a good reminder about that, I think. Yeah, it really is. I think it's a good reminder. Any space you enter that you weren't previously a part of, it's good to kind of um, see where you're at. And if you are fucking that place up or if you're adding something valuable, it's good to know. Yeah, totally. So today we have an awesome guest. She's actually a friend of Anya Vold's, who was our guest last week. Yes, they're both so cute. We've seen their Instagram photos of them frolicking in Vermont together for the last couple months. <laughs> it's been adorable. And we're so excited to meet Nika. So let's get a little taste of Nika's comedy. Speaking of pussies, um, I've had one for about two years. <laughs> Woo! And having a pussy has been really interesting because no one told me anything about how it works. So, like, I didn't get the pussy that I want. I wanted, like, the flowery, like, Georgia O'Keeffe, like, <laughs> pussy, you know? I didn't get that. I got the, like, porn star, like, streamlined, just, like, straight line. You can, like, put your ATM card in and out <laughs> and get what you want. So funny. I am so excited to talk to Nika. So here we go. If you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know one thing about me, and that's that I love to get my ass eaten. 100% correct. You will not shut up about it. But here's the problem with loving to get your ass eaten. Sometimes people don't want to eat your ass. Maybe they are worried about your hygiene. They just don't want all the funky could be tastes or messiness that goes along with it. Guess what? There is a solution. Laurels. 
What are laurels, Cokes? Okay, so laurels are basically single-use, natural latex panties that are designed to be worn during oral sex and rimming. I love the feel of latex on skin. I know, it's super sexy. And it's the perfect thing if your partner's a little squeamish or they're worried about messiness. What about if your partner has a quarantine beard that is giving you beard burn? Yes, it would be perfect for that. Laurels are made to help everyone say yes to maximizing pleasure. Couples, throuples, hookups, spouses, cis, trans, queer, kinky, laurels are for everyone. And laurels are ultra thin, so you feel every little thing. Plus, the super stretchy latex is easy on your partner's tongue and allows for tongue and finger penetration at the same time. Kaching! Oh! oh, hell yeah. They're the world's first oral sex panties, and they give you the power to love oral always. And for listeners of our show, Laurels is giving 15% off your first order today at mylaurels.com. That's M-Y-L-O-R-A-L-S.com using code private. That's right. You can get 15% off your first Laurels purchase today at mylaurels.com. That's M-Y-L-O-R-A-L-S.com. Use code private. Get rimmed. Have that period sex. Get out there, privates. Ow! It's 2021, you guys. It is a time of new beginnings. It's a fresh slate. And it's probably time we bring that attitude into the bedroom. Right, Sophia? Seriously. And that is why I'm so excited to just have gotten and tried the Like a Kitten's Couple Box. Because it truly has everything you need to make this Valentine's Day unforgettable. Oh my God, I love the Like a Kitten Couples box. It's a one-stop shop for all your sexy Valentine's Day essentials. Don't waste hours researching lube, erotic games, lingerie, and everything else to set the mood. Just grab a couples box and you will be set up for one hell of a spectacular night. And the box is so cute and has such great things. One of my favorite things that I got was the delectable chocolate CBD body paint. Oh yeah which I normally don't mix sweet and sex, but that one seemed perfect. And it melts when it hits your skin. You had me a body paint, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) And not to mention what else goes great with chocolate, strawberry lube, what a perfect combo. Don't do chocolate dipped strawberries, you want this. Plus, if you've been looking to enhance your sex with some vibration, The couple's box comes with a 10-speed heart vibe and an amazing dual arousal cock ring. And the heart vibe is so pretty. The color and the smoothness, it fits in your hand, and it is a powerful little heart, I'll tell you that. So if you guys are stuck in the same old routines, which, listen, your girl Cox is right there with you, you can break those habits with fun sex scratch tickets and a card game that will inspire you to play in ways you have never tried before. It even comes with your choice of a satin robe or baby doll lingerie, so you will look and feel your finest. Like a Kitten's mission is to help women own their power in all areas of life. A portion of all sales go to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health, so you can feel good about feeling good. So take Cupid's arrow into your own hands and surprise your partner with the couple's box. You won't regret it. 
Right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash private or enter code private at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash private or use promo code private to get 20% off. Likeakitten.com slash private. Meow. Nika, we have a friend in common, Anya, who is another comedian and another person we're interviewing for this OnlyFans series. And I asked her if she knows any other cool people who are doing OnlyFans right now that are also comedians. And she was like, oh my gosh, you have to talk to my friend Nika. And we were like, okay, give us her fucking info. Let's do this. And also P.S. because I was inspired to start an OnlyFans. So you're in the group, right? The comedy hoes? Yeah, I am in the group. Yes. So we know each other from that. Oh, okay. Amazing. Cool. I like never respond to it, but I read everyone's stuff. I need to start talking in it more. I'm a lurker too. It is a fascinating, it's pretty fascinating thread. Anyway, we're so excited to chat with you. Thank you. I'm excited to chat with you guys. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Like how old are you? How long you've been doing comedy when you started OnlyFans? Just kind of the basics. Yeah. Okay. So I'm 25 years old. Um, I am from Providence, Rhode Island. I I started doing stand-up in 2017, like the fall of 2017. I started doing it in New York before I lived there. I actually didn't move to New York until February of this year. So I... I like had some friends who were putting me on shows. So I was like coming into the city like once a month, sometimes like on a bi-monthly basis. From where? From Providence. Mm-hmm. So like it's like a three-hour bus ride. It's like being on the road. I love that you can do that on the East Coast. That's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's the best. And then I started doing OnlyFans super recently. I think I started it in, I think it was in June or maybe even July. It's been pretty recent. It was right when unemployment was like slated to start running out. And I was like, fuck, I don't know (laughs) what I'm going to do for money. So I should probably start in OnlyFans. But I like was, I like was under the impression that like nobody would subscribe to me. And Anya was actually the one who was like, there's literally a market for everyone and anyone on OnlyFans. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of like, I wouldn't say I'm not femme, but like I don't wear makeup and I bite my nails and like I have a broken tooth and like I am like a messy tranny on social media. Like, I don't know who's going to want to pay $10 a month to see my pussy, but there have been like a small number of people. So, so far it's been pretty fun. Amazing. (laughs) So... It's interesting, right, getting to know some of your fans on OnlyFans. Are these people that you realize you knew before or like, are they anonymous to you? I would love to hear a little bit about the interactions because so far I've been there. Some of them are hilarious and most of them are so sweet. Um, On so far, like not a ton of them interact with me aside from liking a post. I have like a small handful, like maybe like four or five people who will comment on stuff, will message me, will like things right away, will like buy content from me. And when I started, the first batch of subscribers were people I'm assuming that Anya, that had been subscribed to Anya, 
um, because she was promoing me. So I got like a whole kind of like, you know, first batch of those subscribers. For those people who are not in the know really quickly, how does promoing work? So basically you'll take a link from someone's OnlyFans and then, you know, you'll post it with a photo and you'll ask your subscribers to, um, you're literally promoting someone like being a club promoter, but on OnlyFans. So you're promoting another person's OnlyFans and asking your subscribers to subscribe to this person. But you're promoting by like posting a sexy photo of theirs, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. In the case with me and Anya, like we did like a little video together and then Anya posted it. Yeah. And was like, if you subscribe to Nika, like I'll give you the rest of this video. When I have promoted other people, I've just like asked them for a photo and then put it up. I only have like 46 subscribers. So when I promo people, I feel really fucking silly because I'm like, I don't really, I don't have a whole lot of people to send to you. So yeah, that's how promoing works. So the funniest experience I've had recently is that a fellow stand-up comedian subscribed to my OnlyFans who like I had matched with on Tinder, but we like didn't end up hanging out. And then I like stopped flirting with them because I was like not totally feeling it. But then they subscribed, which I love, but it's like definitely it, it feels like a little close to home, which is silly because I have no boundary with this because I'm like literally posting the content on all of my social media, but it still feels a little bit odd when it's like someone that you know that's subscribing to you. It's been interesting. Yeah. Does it change how you view them after they subscribe to you? No. I mean, if anything, it like changes how I view them in like a more positive way. Like, because I've had friends who have been like, hey girl, would it be weird if I subscribe to your OnlyFans? And I've been like, no, please do. Like, please give me your money. You don't have to look at the content, but also like, I don't care. Like I, I have been like wanting to get into sex work for years. So this has been like the safest and kind of like easiest way to get into it. So yeah, I have like truly no inhibitions about, like I've, I've, I thought like my dad found out recently because he like left me like a, a weird voicemail about how we needed to talk. (laughs) And I was like, fuck, my 73-year-old father found out that I'm posting photos (laughs) of my pussy on OnlyFans. But he didn't find out. But then I like immediately got over it before I knew if he had found out. And I was like, honestly, it's not that different from the fact that like I talk about my fat pussy when I'm doing stand-up and like post thirst traps of myself all the time. Yeah, so what content are you posting? And we talked a little bit about boundaries. Have you found yourself like negotiating your boundaries just with yourself when it comes to your content? So I was like listening to a lot of people who have been on OnlyFans for a much longer time and make like a lot of money from it and was kind of like being guided by their personal boundaries, which is like, you know, we don't put super explicit things on the main page. We charge for that content. It's been really lucrative for them. And I tried doing that, but I am like now stopping because I, again, have 45 subscribers. So it just feels very silly at this point to like be super businessy about it. And I know a lot of people do that for their boundaries, but I personally have none. Like I don't have any sexual boundaries with myself when it comes to what I post. Like the first video I put up was like a strip tease to Bella's Lullaby from the Twilight soundtrack. Cute. (laughs) But like, I mean, fully pussy out, tits out. So, and then I've like, 
I started putting up like more explicit videos with me like fingering myself for, you know, like using my vibrator and like hot things like that. And was like putting like little clips up because I was like, I don't want it on the main page. And now I'm like, actually, I don't give a fuck. I just, I don't, I guess there's always like the risk or the looming thought in the back of my mind of like, what would happen if these got leaked? But Mm -hmm. I also was like on FetLife years ago with like videos of me like sucking dick and like, you don't have to pay to like be someone's FetLife friend. I've been doing risky sexual shit on the internet for years. I just wasn't making money off of it. Yes. That's true for a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) And I think a lot of people that we've been talking to who started OnlyFans mostly are like, once I think about it leaking, like that's the decision I make before I start the OnlyFans. And it's like, if I'm okay with that ultimately happening, then I do it. You know, like people do feel like it's safe and secure, but no one really believes in like a fairy tale world where like everyone is always decent. So Mm -hmm. there is obviously a chance of exposure. So it's, yeah, I feel like pretty much most of the people we talk to about this are like, yes, I know the risk and I considered the leak. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely like an informed risk that you're taking, I think. And I mean, I'm generally a little bit aloof and like, I have only been in the industry doing comedy for two years and like really only seriously for like, I don't know, the last nine months. So it's like, there's a lot I'm still kind of coming to understand about how things impact your career. And I did have a moment recently where like a few comedians who have OnlyFans were having a conversation and were like, oh yeah, you know, we like realized like early on that this is, you know, it might negatively impact our career. And I was like, oh fuck, like I didn't think of that. I forget that we live in that kind of world, but I don't even care about that, to be honest. I mean, I like worked in politics before I started doing comedy and openly ran for a seat in the General Assembly, uh, like with a Coke problem. I ran on my Coke problem. That was like my main issue. (laughs) It's like I've been breaking the rules everywhere forever. So it's like I just I I tend not to think about what is the impact of breaking the rules. I don't know. Maybe I mean, that's naive of me, I guess. But it just it's not going to stop me from being on OnlyFans. Do you feel like we are in a little bit of a different like over your coming of age and whatever. Do you think that it's a different climate towards sex work than it used to be? Have you felt a shift at all? Yeah, I think so. I don't know when the shift started. I mean, even just like within my family, right? Like I grew up with uncles who come from like a big Italian American family with like uncles who constantly were dating strippers. And like uh, my uncle Rory would bring a different stripper to Christmas Eve every year without fail. And like my mom and my aunt and my grandmother would get so angry and like were very whorephobic about it. And, you know, that was like, you know, 15 years ago. And when I told my mom that I was on OnlyFans, her response was, oh, that's awesome. I mean, why wouldn't you be? You need to make money. So it's like clearly a shift has happened. And I would say even in the last like two, two years, really, because when I was thinking about getting into stripping when I lived in Rhode Island like a year and a half ago. And that felt really like scary and taboo to me. But I feel like it like nothing about this now feels that way. So I think that I think like the tipping point has been happening in the last few years. But I also like want to be careful with like 
who is being accepted right now and like who is allowed to like do this because I mean right now it is a lot of not even just white girls but you know girls in general who are like able to make bank on OnlyFans and like they're not like the sex workers who are you know being criminalized in the streets mm-hmm. or even like my friends who are strippers who have to navigate like you know shady shady business practices or people who are like being directly impacted by like sesta fosta so things are definitely changing but it's always like the people at the top of like the social hierarchy who feel that positive shift first i think yeah that's so true is there a part of you that you know you talked about you're like fuck it i'm just going to throw it on my timeline is part of it turn you on the posting and the exhibitionism and stuff yeah fully i mean <laughs> every time every time i uh put up content on OnlyFans, i immediately masturbate after because i'm just like so <laughs> yeah. so turned on i'm like wow i'm hot and they're like people who are paying ten dollars a month to like watch me touch myself and like be naked this is so hot so yeah it makes me feel super hot for sure <laughs> It's the kind of validation that is such a perfect like combo of all of the dopamine rushes that we get from like posting in general mm-hmm. or like Instagram likes. and likes and whatever. But now it's quantifiable with money. Right. Like, holy shit, you know? And I think that's what you're saying. Sometimes you can be like, oh, what a fun game. And then you realize like, yeah, okay, that's not what it is for a lot of people. But I also know that you needed to make a living. So it's also not a game to you. So I'm just saying, uh, I think like recognizing the enjoyment of something does not negate the fact And the privilege that you are coming into it with. And I think that's super important with this tidal wave of, you know, people going on OnlyFans. It's not that they don't need the money. It's just that maybe they don't need the money in the same way that other sex workers do and have to deal with the same things. Yeah, like a survival sex worker. Yes. I feel even strange calling myself a sex worker But I mean, I I have to like remind myself when I feel that way that I'm like, oh girl, but you like took like a few clients in person like last year and you like auditioned to be a stripper. So it's like, I guess I am one, but I still, whatever field I'm in, I have imposter syndrome where I'm like, "Mm, am I actually that thing? Or (laughs) am I taking up space? (laughs) Did I just finger myself on camera for me? Or (laughs) Or because I have rent to pay. Well, it's kind of nice when you get confused. (laughs) It is. I mean, it's like not the worst problem. (laughs) What is your favorite kind of post? Do you get off most on shooting little videos? Do you like a photo set? Do you like flirting with people in your DMs? What's your... My favorite thing to do is putting up... I, I love to do a striptease video, but I mostly just love the part before I'm stripping. Like I put up a video the other day to Pretty Girl Rock by Carrie Hilson. It was me like dancing in my little uh, Savage Fenty onesie. And like, that's my favorite shit to put up. Cause it's just like, I feel like a tease and it like makes me feel like giggly. I know I'm like good at dancing. <laughs> I love it. And also it makes me feel like I'm like back at a nightclub to be honest, where like everyone's watching me. That is a sexy feeling for sure. Do you have any tips for people on how to be good OnlyFans fans? Oh, like 
good subscribers. Yes. Yeah, just like respond. The thing that drives me is driving me the most insane is like when I send people like a free private message and they like don't respond. And I like, I'm asking you a question. I'm like, girl, like, you're not going to flirt back. Like, there's only so much effort I can put into this relationship. Like, <laughs> I need you to meet me halfway because then it just makes it boring. You know, I want to be able to like flirt with my subs and like, you know, have a rapport with them. And I want them to like know they can message me. Like, you're literally my reply guy. Like, that's why you subscribed. <laughs> So good. <laughs> Tell people where they can find you and how to subscribe. Cool. Yeah. So my OnlyFans, if you follow me on Instagram at Nico Lamazzo, it's the first thing in my link tree in my bio. And then it's also, it's right in my bio on Twitter and it's OnlyFans.com dash Nika N-I-K-A Zara Z-H-A-R-A. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Nika. Everyone should definitely go check her out. And Sophia, I actually have a little OnlyFans update from Nika. Oh, great. I was wondering how she's been doing. What's up with her? So yeah, it's been a couple months since we did this interview. And she says... It's had its highs and lows. I make bank every time a tweet goes viral, LOL. (laughs) So that's become more my business model. More viral tweets. (laughs) That's the update. Listen, I see Nika in the comedy hose group and she seems like she is doing well and still thriving on the account. Also, I think it's kind of interesting the way that her comedy and her OnlyFans feed each other. Like, what a nice little push to write more jokes (laughs) on Twitter if you know that that translates to cash in your OnlyFans. That's pretty cool. Totally. That's such a good motivation. And I find it really sweet, her and Anya's relationship and how they kind of support each other, both, I mean, they're friends and in comedy, but also in their sex work. And yeah, I don't know. I was like, oh man, I kind of wish I had a little OnlyFans bestie. Oh, I'm sorry, Coax. <laughs> can, <I just, laughs> can I just text you a picture of my tits and that's yeah, it? Yeah, put your tits out there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think it's just that's the nature of those 20-something relationships where you're like in each other's business all the time and it's so fucking cute. Yeah, and it's very intimate and it's just like how it is. Yeah, we're just old broads now, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what also makes me really happy, Sophia, is that it doesn't seem like being trans has had any sort of big impact on her OnlyFans experience. Yeah, I think that's really awesome. And it gives me hope for the future where it's like no one's going to give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of we don't even really need to talk about it because it's not that big of a deal. Yes. And next up in our OnlyFans series, we're going to be talking to Cherith Fuller. She's the best. Yeah, she's a really talented comedian and photographer from Atlanta. But make sure to check in next week because we have a special Valentine's Day treat for y'all. It's going to be a really fun episode with an older couple that has found love and sex through MDMA. So check that out. Older couple goals for sure. Right? They fuck, dude. (laughs) 
I can't wait to hear about it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be a pervert, but I am. No, so, I need I'm to like, know their secret. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb ass music? This music is by our friend Amy Rosh. Check her out on Spotify, R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We love, we we love, love you, Mike. Yeah. That's kind of good. That's kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for... Dun, 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 dun. The review of the week. This one is from Cupcake1234-78! Great show, exclamation point. This podcast is such an interesting concept. The idea of mixing culture, travel, sex, and humor, you definitely need to give it a listen. I agree. Thanks, Cupcake. Thanks, Cupcake. We need to get the muffins on board, Sophia. (laughs) All the breakfast goods. Come gather my bagels, my danishes. Spread the word. (laughs) My coffee cakes. Come on, let's rate and review the podcast. Five stars. Five stars. Tell us what you love about the show. We freaking love to hear it. And it's super easy. You can just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private. Enter your rating and review for whatever platform that you listen to us on and make us feel good. So one more time. What is that website? Ratethispodcast.com slash private. And that is it for today's episode. See you next time. See you next time.